Let's intro the <laughs> okay, show. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm Ruby. And I'm Cody. And, and this, this is The Swirl. And we're together in the same room. It's true. And it is Ruby's birthday today. Yes. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 32. Oh. <laughs> I really wanted to say that. You're so waiting bad. for that one? Can we talk about how I'm basically a puddle of white girl on your floor right this second? Please don't call the cops, whoever's listening to this show. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm gonna die. You might be the last woman to ever say that to me. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, Do you see that video online of that girl in the elevator with that guy? No. And they're making out. It's like a closed, closed, closed security circuit. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. They're making out, and she's kind of pushing it back on him, like, oh, I'm gonna give it to you good. Uh-huh. And then they show her getting back onto the elevator later that night as she can, like, barely walk and barely stand. <laughs> this is not the Rihanna video, no. right? Oh, oh no, no, I know they're different. I'm yeah. just messing with no, you. But that also was a little... But like, I was just like, <laughs> what was that D like? I mean... <laughs> Put it on her. Listen. Uh, oh, you got me walking inside too soon. <laughs> you know that's what that song is about, right? Uh, yes. Although no, I have no, questions. No one in music... It's all about sex. It's it, well, not. It's either about sex or it's about cursing. Oh. The hardest thing for me to do when creating Club Coco month to month uh-huh. is finding decent tracks that aren't like filled with profanity. Oh, and I don't mind profanity. I'm a grown man, right? But I just don't know. Like every pop song has like the f word in it. And yeah. It's like, for what? Like it's just it's yeah. like they're doing it because they think it's like it's sal- like edgy, edgy and salacious, and it's like yeah. it comes off so corny. It was like a couple years ago. Every, like, rock song, Fall Out Boy and Panic at Disco, their songs had to have the word goddamn in it. It was like, oh, we get it. You right. are We're so edgy. So Listen to edgy. me say bad words. But can we circle back to side yes. to side? Because or, what's, wait, a, have... what's a dick bicycle? <laughs> Do I have to show you a photo? <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, my God. Please don't show me a picture. I'm just going to say, like, sometimes, like, you know, I may watch adult entertainment. Uh-huh. And there is this, like... <laughs> oh, my God. There's, like, a cycling bike that has, like, a dong affixed to it. Okay, I'm picturing and, this now. And as, the, they're, <laughs> oh as they're coming up and down like this... Oh, my God. I'm learning so much stuff today. I don't know how somebody could keep the speed. Oh, my God. Yeah, it'd be a very herky-jerky for, bicycle yeah. ride. <laughs> And then what what happens like when you go for the big O and your like knees lock up but your legs are your feet yeah. are in that uh, like, why your do feet we are need to make pedals? masturbation more complicated like it, you know what I'm saying I mean you're already I when I'm a, <laughs> when I'm a lose it you can enter your sexual activity as an exercise so you're not <laughs> <laughs> did on Thursday night. Now. <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> right here on the floor. And I will say, the last time I the last time I wore it during sex, the person that I, I shared my bed with, <laughs> I like that I'm saying it like I'm wearing a trousseau. <laughs> the person that I was wearing my Fitbit was like, don't you want to take that off? And I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I gotta keep track of the time. <laughs> 
because it does it is like helpful because if you just do that yeah, if yeah. you lift your arm up a certain yeah, way yeah. or you turn it like yeah yeah yeah, yeah you yeah, turn yeah. your arm you get the yeah yeah so I just need to know that like I was making good time <laughs> in the bedroom <laughs> some of us worry about these things <laughs> has it only been 30 seconds <laughs> Okay, first of all, though, like, speaking of exercise, sure. Cody, see, look, <laughs> got it. Um, I just walked uh-huh. from Chinatown to your house. Is that a 50-minute walk? Okay, how do you know this? Because I walk it twice a day every day, uphill and downhill. Both ways. Both no. ways. <laughs> Much like my sex life. <laughs> <laughs> how many miles is it? Uh, it's about 3.2. Okay, I just walked it. Yes. And I have a lo- I have a few questions. Yes. First of which, why? Why? Why do you do that? <laughs> that was horrible. And how do you fucking do it every single day, twice a day? Uh, number one, it's penance mm-hmm. for bad life decisions. I feel that. You know, I think uh, it was a couple nights ago where I had uh, burgers and fries for dinner. Twice in one week, like back to back nights. Living your best life. Just live my best life. No, the best part is I know this story, and the best part about that story is you didn't even walk to get them. It's not that far from here. (laughs) You got it delivered. I paid the four (laughs) dollars service fee to have it delivered two nights in a row. Like it's literally around the corner from here. I just emotionally couldn't deal with people, and so much so, so much so that it was the same delivery driver both nights. And I tipped him $5 extra just because... But, like, let's just keep this between you yeah. and I. Because <laughs> even he, when he walked up, he was like, oh, this was so easy. And I was like... Did you take your fingers and put them on his lips like... But I had just finished my second three-mile, three-plus-mile walk of the day. And I I was sweaty, and I got my my second shower there, and I just didn't want to be bothered. I just wanted to uh, eat my waffle fries and my burger and wings. Those are damn and wings. I love it. Yeah, loving your best life. Thank you. So I have to I yeah. have to counteract the the foolishness. Right. So That's number one sometimes. is penance. Number yes. two. Uh, number two. I genuinely enjoy it. Okay. Uh, I genuinely enjoy it during the fall and winter months. I can imagine I, that because one, like you're not sweating mm-hmm. during the, during those times. But it, I I listen to my podcast, whether it's like the NPR politics mm-hmm. podcast first thing in the morning, or maybe Dan Savage, or mm-hmm. what you know something funny. It's like your time. It's my time that belongs only to you. And you can you definitely realize this from when you're li- living in Pennsylvania. You're always, when you're, when you live in a more rural place or a place that is everything sort of like accessible by car, you find yourself building in that time. You just kind of commit like, okay, I have right. a 20 minute ride ahead of me. Yes. So when I'm all in the middle of this like 45, 50 minute walk, it's sort of like you have nothing that you can do right now. And that's really important for me who mm-hmm. is scheduled within mm-hmm. an intro's life. Just mm-hmm. go like, you're doing this for you. So you're going to actually... If you want to make a phone call, if you just want to be in solitude, if you just want to listen to music, that's sort of, I have these like 90 minutes a day that I know are that's set for me. awesome. Yeah. And it's actually not, it's, I mean, there was the, some hills. The penning, so <laughs> the, uh, I've already had issues with, uh, a, oh, we've never mentioned this on the show before, but I had an issue with a, um, a stalker. Yes. We uh, know you yeah. did where they would like pull up next to you and shout at you. Yeah. I told you this in pri- oh, private. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, sorry. But sorry. No, no. But I'm just saying like for the audience, um, I had, I have to vary my walk home 
because there there was a person who would ride up alongside me and go, I notice you every day. And it's like, oh, then I'm going to find a different way home. That's so creepy. Yeah. And it, then it continued to happen. But I, <laughs> there are, there are several, um, there are several streets and the, the severity of the hill is different. Oh. Let's say on the severity of the hill on 11th Street is different than 7th Street. Um, Google Maps did not inform me of that. Yeah. And the hill by Howard University can fuck right off, it's, Cody. It's the booty bumper. <laughs> I, 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 I texted it. you while we were while I was doing it and I was like, you know, I always wondered why your booty was popping mm. and I think I now have the answer. The, the pants <laughs> I had on before you arrived here today were obscene. I had to change them for you. Why? I love it when your butt's obscene. It was, it was, well, I do. So kind of you. It was just, uh, Obscene was, Booty Cody is my yeah, favorite. Yeah, it was Cody. just a little, it was very Big Booty Judy. And I was just like, uh, we Judy. gotta, we gotta reel this in. Amazing. So I wanted to talk to you about a little something. It is your birthday. It is my birthday. And I'm coming off of, um, you know, a couple birthday celebrations of my own. Uh huh. And I'm happy to have you here in uh-huh. DC, uh, for the weekend. Um, there was a quote I came across. It's different than the good, uh, word. good word that I'll be. We doing really like quotes here. Episode. We like to double up them. We're we do. very into the big the, the quotes. We do. I'll be giving a quote from Sharon Osbourne later too. Oh dang! Um, <laughs> but this quote comes from Jay uh, McErnie. Okay, and he says the capacity for friendship is God's way of apologizing for our families. <laughs> now I. I love my family, uh-huh. with some notable exceptions. Yes, yeah, I, yeah, I told yeah, you before yes. the show. Uh, but last week was my birthday, and in a span of three days, uh, I had a friend's going away party. A friend's moving out west, mm-hmm. so we we sent him off in style. The next day, we have a friend who used to live here who came back to visit, Aww. which was lovely. We had a big party for him, and then I, a friend's friend from Delaware was visiting. Okay. And we we discussed a couple of episodes ago about how your um your friend like a lot of times a friend of a friend can bring instant credi- right, credibility. Right. Right, right. So, uh, this person messaged me weeks before they came to visit and just said like, "Hey, are you going to be here that weekend?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Sure. Let me know when you arrive." They got here and uh their sister the girl's sister lives here as well. Within three hours, I felt like I had made, like, new friends. I felt like I knew them my whole mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, like, wow, this is really, really special. And when I was growing up, I, I had a very tough upbringing, mm-hmm. right? And my mom said to me a couple years ago, um, you've gotten blessings tenfold because of the struggles you had growing up. Huh. Which was a very, a very nice sentiment. Yeah. And it's, uh... There's something to be said for that. I, just, I feel very, I feel very good about the quality of people that are in my life. Yeah, dating is a, is hit and miss. That's what it is. What it is. Right. But as far as the actual people who are coming in and out of my life mm-hmm. that I deem that I want to spend my time with or invest time in, feel really good about it. Yeah. How do you feel about um, your circle? I've been really just. Ta- I've been talking about this with somebody. Um, well, a lot of people actually about how. Um, I think culturally we get this like messed up idea that like there's a silver lining to every cloud. And I don't think that's true, but I do think that like the struggles in our lives and the the bad shit in our lives, um, we have to be grateful for it the same way we are for the good parts. And I'm not saying that's an easy thing, but I do think like some of the bad things in my life have really 
made me shake up things and change. And, and I think it's the universe's way of like kicking you into gear to get out of a bad situation. And if you don't listen to the universe's um, like direction or you don't respond to the universe's prodding you to do something, um, Pema Chodron, who's a Buddhist teacher, she's a Buddhist nun, she says that um, if we keep, if you keep encountering the same obstacles and struggles in your life, it's because life is trying to teach you a lesson and you haven't learned it yet. And I think that's really powerful. And I think that some of my, the yucky things in my life have made me who I am today. And then I, all the people in my life have made me who I am today. And so for me, like I, I posted this morning on Instagram, like my friends, my family, my husband, like my internet friends, my real friends, like those, you, like you, it's, you all nurture me and pull me in different directions and challenge me and inspire me. And I don't think I'd be who I am without like the people in my life. And I really, you're, I'm this, I feel the same way. Like, I don't know if it's like that light attracts light, True. but I do think that's a certain element of it. And I think when you stand in your truth, that's attractive. And I think when you stand in your truth and you're authentic and you're like a strong person, mm-hmm. I think you will attract that. Yeah. And I just, I think like about my boss, you know, like I, I to me, I am so honored by her friendship and there's a lot of like I'm honored by your to me it's an honor that you look at me and say that person's my friend and it, and I take it very seriously and I feel like it's um it, I think when you operate in that way you will find other people who will reciprocate so like if you're a flaky person like you're gonna have other flaky people in your life That's true. but if you're a giving loving person and you con and you're um conscious of who you're giving your energy to those people will reciprocate in kind. That's very true. Yeah. No, that's really nice. That's a nice way to look at it. But that's, I feel that way totally. It's like, I'm so grateful. Because I, I also had like, I don't think we had similar situations, but I was picked on a lot in school and I never really had close friends in grade school or high school. I mean, high school a little bit more, but like grade school, I was bullied. Like I was the kid who got picked on because I'm weird. And when you're a kid, you're an easy target. And so I don't have. Or like, if you're you, me, it's it's immense fodder for a book where you you have to <laughs> right. go. Cody, you can't include that many tales of being abused. Right. It's just not at some point. <laughs> right. It's like there are too many lashes. Right. You can't. <laughs> right. But but like we were saying, like that real. made us who we are. True. Right. Like I feel like I'm a more empathetic and kind person. I also feel like I'm a more confident person. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I don't, like, I have friends from childhood who I'm very close to now, but I wouldn't have said that in fourth or fifth grade, like, at all. Um, So to me, having adult relationships where it's deeply rewarding, the ties are very deep, um, Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's very special. It's not a superficial thing. And, And I, like, we were talking earlier, I feel like it's really cool that a lot of these people are people who are new relationships. So, like... It's like falling in love. Like, you fell in love with adult Stephanie. True. Like, friendship-wise, right? Like, you fell in love with me as an adult, Mm -hmm. not me as, like, the fourth grader. And not that those, but that's a different situation. And I feel like maybe you know me in a different way than my childhood friends or my high school friends Mm -hmm. or my college friends. Because you've learned about me in this place. And that's to say just different. Right. Very true. Yeah. It's a cool thing. Friendship's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, the, I mean, the funny thing is, I'll, a lot of times I'll think about, like, oh my god, do I have 
it's such a, a, a silly thing. It's like, do I have room for another person in my life? And you kind of go, yeah, I, I do. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, I, you know, when I saw, uh, the rapper Drake, you know, going on about like no new friends. It's right. Like, I don't know that that's realistic because, uh, not everybody from my teens or my twenties are coming with me to thirties. Right. Right. So I, I quit drinking. Like I've decided for now I've quit drinking. Like not even socially, I, I quit drinking. And a bunch of people are like, really? How? Why? I wish you would have told me this last week. I would have done it before my birthday. <laughs> really? Oh my God. Well, but so, so people are like, really? Why? How? And I said, I don't know. I just decided. And then it wasn't hard. And I feel like when you're on the right place in the path, it's not hard. Hmm. Or it might be hard, but it's not like that hard. And I feel like it's like making healthy choices in your life and you losing sure. your weight. Like, certainly, that's not to discount that it wasn't hard work. Right. and you. But it wasn't like completely grating and horrible. Like, you made the choice mm-hmm. and then you did it. And I don't know. Wait. <laughs> did you have a... An occasional celebratory drink? No, I don't. Not right now. That's Like, awesome. literally, it's my birthday, and I was thinking, like, oh, I'd really like to have a glass of champagne. And then when I really thought about that, I was like, do I really, though? Mm-hmm. Do I need that? Why do I want that? Right. And I was like, because it feels like the cultural thing to do. And that wasn't a good enough reason for me. It just wasn't. And it was starting to really just not make me feel good. And so, I don't know. For now, I'm, I think I'm dry, which is weird. I don't know. I kind of hate myself. No. It, <laughs> like, I'm going to be like, I'm vegan. And like, no. if that ever happens, please punch me in my face. Well, the funny thing about ma- taking steps like this, so I, I thought about doing it several times, mm-hmm. but I also, in my professional life, see what happens when you aren't going to the mm-hmm. work happy hours mm-hmm. or when you're going out socially and people say, well, well, why aren't you drinking? Are you right. sick? And you have to go like, oh, I'm on antibiotics right now. Oh, I, right. you know, I have to go to dinner after this. And all of a sudden it, it becomes this like burden yes. because you either have to do it very, you either have to make the decision that you've made very quietly or you have to be overly right. uh, effusive in telling people And then what's people happening. roll their eyes at you, which is why I get like why vegans get a bad rap because sure. you have to say I am vegan or like I have celiac or whatever. Right. But like I you're right though. It's sort of funny to me. It's more culturally acceptable in our society to cut out white sugar or gluten or I don't know, like animal products or mm-hmm. grains than it is to say I quit drinking. And in a way it's sort of nice that Whole30 has kind of become very mainstream. So you can almost say like, oh no, I'm on a Whole30. And like, I think most like middle class, like suburban whatever, like, oh, okay. (laughs) Because they know what that is. But it is funny. I was talking to a girl the other day about this and she said, it's, you know, if you sold somebody, you were giving up cinnamon. They'd be like, okay. But drinking, there's some kind of weird defensive reflex about it in our society that's really weird. Um, It's the equivalent and and this is a bizarre comparison, but to people who do the Irish goodbye or ghosting, yeah, they all, they say that when you leave, when a person leaves a party early, it dramatically alters the mood of the room because everyone starts to consider, well, if that person has another option, should I? Yes, right. Like it, it yes. just brings out something yes. in people. And we're animals, so yeah. it's a reaction. Yeah, no, and that's why, it, like. 
the thing I try to say about like how I quell the weirdness that happens with it, because it is, it gets weird sometimes. And especially when you enter a situation where people have already been drinking. For sure. They're already like, because alcohol does things to yeah. people's brains. Um, I say things like, well, I'm a lot of fun without alcohol. Trust. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like everyone who knows me well enough knows, right. like, I'm just as much fun sober or crazy sober as people who need alcohol. Um, or not need, but who have been drinking. And the other thing is, is like, it's not a, this is not a, uh, shade at you for mm-hmm. what you're doing. I have, n- it's no judgment. I'm a fucking hot mess in so many other ways. Um, I'm just making this choice right now and like, but then, but it is, it's like, we have to get all serious about right. it. Well, why, what's wrong? What's the matter with you? Mm-hmm. So, and it almost would be easier if I could be like, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Then people would be like, okay. <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> I did that once at a bar. Oh my god. <laughs> and then every time I went back to the bar. Okay. Alright, let me explain how this went down. This is amazing. So this one time I show up to a bar before my friends. I didn't want to begin drinking until my friends arrived. Couldn't you just say nothing? Here's the thing. I ordered a cranberry and soda. The bartender like rolled rolled his eyes at me. And I go, I'm on day twelve of like my recovery. And I did it to kind of be... Like, like fuck you, dude. Yeah, to yeah. kind of be an <laughs> asshole. But then, when my friends arrived, I started drinking. So then, every time I went back to that bar, he would look at me with this, like, weird sense of, like, concern. <laughs> and it it dawned on me that he... Th- I think he thinks that he sent me over the edge that day. Oh my god, Cody. <laughs> That's so messed up. But I kind of, like, devilishly like that. Love it, love it. Yeah. Okay. It's amazing. amazing. All right, everybody. We'll be back in just a second with this week's Here For It. Because that was good. (laughs) And we're back. We're back. Ruby, what are you here for this week? Oh, my God. So, I'm a little late to this party. Okay. (laughs) Major key alert. Oh, God. I am, like, obsessed with DJ Khaled. You are officially... Two years late to the party. <laughs> okay, but, like, let me clarify. Like, I mean... And, in fact, he's been around for about a decade. <laughs> right. Well, I'm from Miami. Yes. And he's from Miami. So, I know, like, I know about him okay. and of him. So, like, it's not that, like, I woke up yesterday and was like, who is this DJ Khaled? Yeah. But I'm, like, obsessed with that song, The One. <laughs> like, I cannot stop listening to it. It's, I, it's really, it's becoming, like, pathological and it needs to stop. Um, I saw a meme right before the twins, Beyonce and Jay-Z's mm-hmm. twins were born, and it's a picture of DJ Khaled talking to Jay-Z, and the words over the picture are, uh, I'm sorry, Khaled, but you can't be in the delivery room, and he, and underneath it, it says, but who's gonna say another one? <laughs> it's, it's yes. So now I go around saying another one, and it's bad. But oh. so, I am here for DJ Khaled. And also just, like, in general, fluffy pop music during the summer. Sure. Like, there's something really fun about, like, there's this song by Sam Hunt called Body Like a Back Road. Mm-hmm. Do you know of I, this song? Because, um, Cody, you have a body like a back road. Well, thank you very um, much. Booty be poppin'. But I also um, have a theory that that song's about a black girl. Oh. Or a black woman. Because he says, I got a girl from the south side. She's got braids in her hair. And, like... You know, I'm thinking Rose or some kind yeah, of like, right? And then like the way he talks about hips like honey, so thick and so sweet. Like, I know a handful of white girls 
who fit that description. Sure. But to me, I know way more than a few black women who fit that description. Sure. I think with it's interesting with country right now, especially, uh, there was a there was a period like ten years ago, and it's still happening in R and B, where the rappers wanted to be singers and the singers wanted to be rappers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I feel like country mm-hmm. is really trying to figure out how to handle the fact that their country singers idolize rappers. Yes. Yeah. Well, a lot of the country songs are are lyrically no different than a lot of rap songs. Oh, totally. Well, and then like Florida Georgia Line did a duet with Nelly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a courtship. Baby, a song. Well, and also like if we're being honest, there's it's like country music acted for a long time as if black people don't live in the South, which like. Hello? Like, have you been to the South? It's like, so funny. In But even in New York, there are country stations in New York. I mean, people right. w- really like... Right. You know, I think country is... Uh, country is very popular, just period. Even, right. even to this day. Like, it's really the, one of the only genres of music that people still pay for. Right. Like, outright. You know, oh, no, they, it's the highest a, grossing. Like, if you want to make money, you'll be a country, you'll be a country song, singer. Mm. But yeah, I... Until uh, you're Taylor Swift, and then you, you drop all your ideals once you become pop. I personally think... There's a lot of Taylor hate, and I it will not stand. stand. It will not stand. She is a drama queen, and she's a mean girl. Yeah. Okay. I don't like it. I mean... I don't like it. Okay, anyway. And her her, her family paid for a record contract. She's marginally talented, and she paid to become a star. End of story. That's fair. Um, (laughs) But I'm just saying, like... she left. As soon as she tasted pop, she left country. (laughs) And I'm going to say this... People who aren't talented enough to become pop are in country and gospel. Because <gasps> you notice, as soon as they can start to court pop, they do. Faith Hill, what was that? The Way You Love Me song with all that auto-tune vocoder? Remember that, you know? Do you remember when Jewel did, like, their pop album? Do I? Oh, I love Might that. be on his computer. Oh, my God. <laughs> your intuition. Oh, my God. Okay, so move... Uh, oh, white women. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she, she thought she was being ironic. That was what's amazing. So, this week, I am here for... I didn't even ask you. You didn't even let me ask you. I, He's so excited, he just wants to tell no, us. Well, you, please. Cody, intro. what are you here for? Oh, thank you, friend. <laughs> We're messes. It's just, like, we just gotta embrace it. <laughs> what I'm here for is Sharon Osbourne. <laughs> Because she Sharon. didn't. Yes. Crazy train. Sharon. God bless her. Because um, she has. I just think about her butt all the time because she had colon cancer. Yeah. So it's like Sharon sure. Osborne polyps in her butt. Oh. Sorry. That's insensitive. <laughs> She's a woman with an indomitable <laughs> amount of patience, clearly. Yes. Uh, for being with Ozzy. Uh, but she's also, you know, she's also his manager and she's also the person that protects his brand, as as it said. And then you have these two vapid little nothings who became famous because their sister wrote a dong on video. <laughs> and they don't have... I wonder who you're talking about. <laughs> and they Gee. don't they don't have respect... <laughs> Or even acknowledgement of their place. And every, like, three months, they have to go out in public and go, 
We learned something, and we're gonna make better. Did you guys know? <laughs> yeah. Did you, you guys, did you know that you can braid your hair into rows, right. and it looks so good? Did you know? Oh my god. Did you know? So, those <laughs> vapid little nothings, because uh-huh. I won't even dignify them with names, who only date rappers and ball players, mm-hmm. decide that they're going to put their faces atop of some of our greatest mm-hmm. artists. Mm-hmm. The Doors. Mm-hmm. The audacity to take people like Jim Morrison from The Doors, people who have contributed to society and to culture and mm-hmm. actually gave us a product. At, you know, So when you're talking about Biggie, you're talking about Tupac, these are people who actually gave something to the world. And yes. then you put your face next to theirs as, as if, if you were even remotely right. possibly their peer right. and have the audacity to sell it for $125 and the final insult to not even approach the estates of those families right. and ask Violet, for permission. Um, so you're just taking the culture. Yeah. This is Culture Vulture to a, a, an extreme mm-hmm. example. So thankfully... The mother of the Notorious B.I.G., Valletta Wallace, Valletta came out. Valletta Wallace, yeah, I couldn't, I thought it was And Violet. said, uh, I'm not sure who told Kylie Jenner and Kendall Jenner that they had the right to do this. The disrespect of these girls to not even reach out to me or anyone connected to the estate baffles me. I have no idea why they can, ex- why they feel they can exploit the deaths of Tupac and my son Christopher to sell a t-shirt. It's disrespectful, disgusting, and exploitation at its worst. Mm-hmm. But then, Sharon Osbourne decided to check in. Oh, no. And people oh, no. really throw around the word shade and, uh-huh. you know, and like, oh, you got red. Mm-hmm. They throw these words around a lot, not really understanding. Sharon Osbourne read them for filth in the classiest way possible. And I quote, girls, you haven't earned the right to put your face with musical icons. Stick to what you know. Lip gloss. <laughs> and I love that these people are are threatening to sue, you know, for these, you yeah. know, these girls. It's y'all gonna learn yeah. one of these days. But yeah. they're who are these people? And then I see their dopey mother now, her their mothers, and I'm like, this did you teach them nothing? Well yeah, but the apple, the tree, like Oh, yeah. Sips he's sipping tea. Actually, you guys, he actually just sipped his tea. Loathe them. Um, well, I'm also here for that. And, uh, yeah, I feel like maybe picking a fight with Suge Knight, not um, the Sh- wisest of Picking choices. a fight with Suge Knight nowadays, like, did you, have you seen, like, well, one, no. he's in jail now and he's, he's. So how's he posting he's on Instagram? Ill. That's a good point. He might be out of jail. But about three years ago, because he's, oh, he's old now. He is? Yeah. People, like, young rappers and young thugs uh-huh. were having a field day, like, just, like, taking video of walking up on Shug Knight in the street and just punching him in the face and knocking him out. I need to find and that. And 20 years ago, like, that right? wouldn't have no, happened. No, he's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, so he, maybe he's been humbled. Yeah. yeah. I want to hear what Diddy has to say about all this. That's really who I'm waiting for. Okay. Because you know what I'm saying? So we'll be back with the Q&A. Hey, I've got questions. Stay tuned. We've got answers. Okay. And we're back. We're back. 
Ruby, this week you have the Q&A. I do. Um, I do. All right. Are we ready? I am ready. <laughs> Dear Ruby and Cody, I'm a single man living in a big city and have recently been approached by an acquaintance and her husband about engaging in, quote, ethical non-monogamy. They have made it clear that they want to establish a genuine connection that combines play with stimulating conversation. I am interested, but worried about the pitfalls of being a third wheel in their marriage. What do you guys think? Signed, Easy A. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for writing us, Easy A. Uh, I will say that I have been, I've been approached about being in, what did you call it, an ethical? Involved in ethical non-monogamy. In an ethical non-monogamy situation. (laughs) And the the logic leap that I can never get over is the fact that you're coming into a pre-existing mm-hmm. situation and that these people have uh, their relationship and their lifestyle mm-hmm. and you come in to supplement it. Or, but at the end of the day, they leave together. Yeah. Right? Like, it's sort of, it's sort of like, um, like, yeah, you might spend the night, but you don't live there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, like they're maybe not seeing you as a whole person, even though that's what they're like saying that's right. what they want, but I don't, is but that you really... fulfill, you fulfill a duty. Right. And then you're gone. And, and then the worst thing could happen is heaven forbid you develop more feelings for one of them. Right. And, uh, you come between the relationship because no, I don't want that karma. Right. I just like. I don't know. I'm tired. So, so like, <laughs> as a married person, yeah. I'm tired. Would and you I, Would you like someone to pu- to pull up the rear? Like, you're, no. you, you've made dinner, you've got the kid to bed. Look, just just f him, and and I can go to sleep. No, because like I already feel like there's so many distractions in life that take his attention away from me mm-hmm. that I can't even imagine adding another like. Like, right. you know, and I think he's tired and he wants my love and attention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think when you have a kid, it's that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I could, I, I, I hope this, it's not coming from a place of judgment. Like, yeah. I just, I don't think that's something that's for me. I don't see, I couldn't see myself participating in that kind yeah. of thing. And, but my position on threesomes in general, I've never had one, but my position on threesomes in general is so I haven't experienced one, which means I'm totally entitled to an opinion. I okay. feel like they're like a great idea in theory, like they're kind of sexy or yeah. whatever. But I feel like in practice, right? So I agree with you, and the, and the, these are my threesome rules. Okay, I don't know why I have you threesome have rules. rules. Are there three of them? Because it would be even better if there that were three. Would be, that would be fantastic. <laughs> my rule is simply this: uh-huh. threesomes are for vacation. Break this down. <laughs> that really got you? I like, seriously, I don't have any rules about threesomes, oh. let alone that they're for vacation. Maybe like, maybe I've given this more thought than you. No, you definitely yeah. have. But I also think, oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, here's here's the here's the rule. Explain, break it down for me. You know how you know how we're we're much you're much more relaxed on vacation. Yes. You're uh you're much more uh, just sort of open to things. Yes. If you're a couple and you leave town and I mean, really leave town, like, yeah. bah- like Bahamas leave town. Okay. And you find someone that you want to maybe have some fun with uh-huh. and you have fun with them uh-huh. and then you go back home. Then the, f- the idea of the threesome is 
this is a thing that happens when we're not in our real lives. Yes. And this person cannot come back. I'm not going to run into them at the Aubon Pond. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to walk into my job one day. Yeah. It creates this like separation of like, yeah, that was a thing we did and we had a little bit too much Jose Cuervo. Right. And now it's part we, of the fantasy. A li- right. And then you kind of can go like, you kind of think about it once on. But when the, but you can't, you can't do that with your friend. You can't do that yeah. with an acquaintance. No. Yeah, and no. so to yeah, the, no. to the person who wrote, it's sort of like, it's just not, it's too close for comfort. Yeah. It's too like, and you already have that enough with random people that you, you may sleep with and run into the streets and, and then they, they don't acknowledge you. That may have happened to me a couple days ago. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> Why are people walking away from me in the street all the time? Uh, but yeah, but you, I, I think that is the attitude because again, you don't, I, I enjoy my friends. I'm not effing my friends at this point in my life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 All right. Well, easy A. Good luck with that. Sounds a little complicated. Yeah. Follow my rules, easy A. I'm going to post the story to CodySeaton.com to, to help you. <laughs> we, we'll be back in just a second. Don't with- come knocking on my door. <laughs> I'm not interested in ethical non-monogamy. <laughs> not a little bit. She's keeping her Ron all uh, to I'm just too herself. tired, you guys. I'm too tired. <laughs> so, again, just uh, too many personalities to navigate. Yeah, no. Ugh, I'm okay. a lot. We don't need to add any more to that. I, I'm not being <laughs> shame-filled. I'm just saying it's a lot to navigate. Right, yeah, no. They're pitfalls. Okay. All right, so we're going to be back with a good word. Okay, and we're back. Hey. You ready for the good word? I mean... Um, yes, my body is ready. <laughs> I've just learned a lot this episode. I don't know if I can handle more information, but let's try. Let's okay. see if we can educate me. Hit me with it. It's not a Sharon Osbourne. No, quiz, not this time. <laughs> Ozzy! Ozzy! Sharon! Sharon! <laughs> this week's good word comes from Albert Einstein. Ooh. Ooh. All right, now I'm interested. Okay. <laughs> Who says the only reason for time is so that everything doesn't happen at once. Whoa. I mean, hey. Yeah. Where where everything is in its is in its place and in its time. I'm trying right now in my in my own life to just give myself over to the process and understand yeah. like nothing nothing is an overnight situation yeah. and to like recalibrate properly. Mm-hmm. Had a conversation with my friend recently, uh one of my closest friends about how um you know, at 35, you know, uh, she was having a tough time about, like, where she is in her life and has she done enough and blah, blah, blah. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it's crazy that we put this sort of, like, time frame on ourselves to become a success mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. it really, uh, by all historical accounts, doesn't happen for many people until much, much later in life. Have you seen that thing where it's, like, what people think success looks like and it's a straight line like from point A to point B up yeah. but what what success actually looks like and it's a, like a really jagged line where it's like up and then down yeah. and then up and then down and squiggly lines it and looks all a lot like my weight on uh, <laughs> Fitbit when I look at that that scale that's my mood chart oh right <laughs> cause Ruby is moody <laughs> sorry Ron <laughs> <laughs> alright everybody it's been real 
Ruby, happy birthday. Thank you, Cody. Happy belated to you because we have well, really thanks. cancer love. We have sure. like a mad, mad love connection. And you guys know the deal. Follow us at Swirl Podcast on all of the social channels. At Step to the Mic is Cody on Twitter, and I'm at Ruby Junkie. Mad love to our girl Justine, who's manning some of the social feeds for us. And uh, you guys know the deal. The party doesn't end, it just relocates. Woo-hoo! I'm gonna go mop up my puddle. I'm going to set a crime scene right now, yonder. Chalk outline! Yes. <laughs> so bad. Love you. I'm going to sock you up. <laughs> <laughs>